wardrobe. Yes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Movie Buffs, a show that covers the best action films of all time. I'm your host, Cisco, a.k.a. Misfit Minded, and you can find me on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit and at my movie pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I'm your host, Shani B, and you can find me on all the socials at Shani B Movies. All right, let's do this. I saw a couple movies I definitely want to talk with you about, but I don't want to waste too much time because this fucking movie's so good, too. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any of them. So no? but you can you can give me you can give me your like quick review. I'm seeing Prey like this week for sure. It's so good. But uh, well, yeah, tell me about them. They're both they're both good. I would say Nope is a continuation of a kind of filmmaking that I feel like will be decades long. So I'm not even I'm totally in support of enjoying this movie and combing over it like everyone else even though it's getting a bad, it's kind of getting a bad color right now. But Prey is, is next level. I thought so. I good. thought people are loving Nope. They're not? No, people are talking lots of shit uh, about Nope. And, you know, the standard oh, wow. or the expectations were way too high. So I enjoyed it. I thought it had a vibe. I thought there were some fantastic ideas in it. I guess just people are, man, people are really asking too much of Jordan Peele and he's just yeah. a person, you guys. <laughs> but right, I'm excited exactly. to hear what you think when you check it out. I do. I've been trying to see Nope for like the last, it's just been a crazy past couple weeks. There's a, lot, there's a lot going on. So I haven't gotten to sneak out to see the mo- a movie yet. Um, but yeah, I do want to see it though. That's that like that's I I how how would you rank it compared to like us and get out? That's what I'm curious about. It's still, like what's your it's, what's it's, your ranking? It's definitely a three, two, one situation. Like nope is for sure number three, us is for sure number okay. two, and get out remains number one for me. But that's just because yeah. the first film is often the one they had like a thousand years to think about and a thousand hours yeah, to exactly. daydream about. And so that one's still the tentpole, but I like this and I like the aesthetic he's building. So I was a fan and I, I'm excited to see what you think. Yeah, I, I can't wait for, uh, for Eidos. And Prey was good. Tell, you, tell me about Prey. Prey is so dope. It was beautiful, number one, which makes me think it was for sure meant to be a theatrical release. Um, I'm cool with that, though. I would have seen it in the theater if it was available. Maybe it is. But it was a proper movie from Hulu, which I've been waiting for. So I loved it. And in terms of creating a space where this franchise still has room to grow, huge. Because it was, it just has so much in it where you're like, yes, this world is being respected and added to, this is like, you know, The Force Awakens or some shit. It was so good. I can't wait to hear what you have to say as it's our tentpole film. (laughs) It's our our very first episode. Okay, and, and so quickly, you don't have to do all the Predator films, but where would that, like, because I've seen people say this is the second best Predator movie. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I really would. Ooh. All right. Yeah, I all feel right. like it, it randomly changed my feelings, even on Alien versus Predator. Like, while I was wow. watching it, I was like, this is so good. 
especially in the Predator franchise, because I feel like it's kind of rough as it goes on. And this made me be like, okay, now I can like be more in on some of what was what they were trying to do with Alien versus Predator. So I would be curious to see how you rank it as well. I mean, it's a it's a pretty low bar, like you said. So I, I do think like when people are saying like second best Predator movie, I'm like, I mean, I'm struggling to to come up with what's the second best Predator movie for me right now. Right. <laughs> like, not having seen Prey. You know what I mean? Like Predator 2? Predators? Like, I don't, I don't know. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Predators. <laughs> the most recent one from Shane Black was pretty sick. That one was okay, but it was like running on the same kind of storytelling. And there's something really awesome about how Prey just finds a way to reconceptualize that, which is dope. So yeah, it just, it's exciting when you can see somebody find a way to reinvigorate a franchise and for it to really work rather than how I famously am soups disappointed in the reimagining of the Halloween franchise. It's so right. it's so the opposite where this movie has taken what are the best parts of Predator and tried to integrate them into a new kind of story. It's so awesome. I loved it. <laughs> so I can't wait for you to see it. I can't wait to hear what you think, too. And maybe you'll hate it and it'll be really funny. <laughs> I don't know if I'll hate it. I've, I've seen some kind of split, like, you know, posts about it on my horror, like, communities and stuff but like mostly it's been overwhelmingly like positive so like that's Solid. good and uh you know to, i mean just the concept alone i was pretty much sold on it like native americans versus predator like boom i'm i'm in let's Love go that idea and um yeah like and I'm, I'm butchering someone had a tweet i'm sorry i can't i don't remember but like exactly but they were saying like can this be like the new reboot like where you just take a horror villain and put them in a different time period and not just yes. make like, you know, M Halloween again, uh, like, you know, Michael Myers again. Like they were like, put a xenomorph in like feudal Japan, like samurais versus aliens or so. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my just God, go, that would go be balls to the sick. wall. <laughs> as long as Donnie Yen and Michelle Yeoh are going to be there, like, let's yeah. go exactly like in that i'm like i'm just like yeah I'm, people keep please keep doing this like i'm totally down to see more of these like type of you know horror movies and i mean predator lends itself to that because it's just like warriors you know basically warrior monsters hell but, yeah uh warrior aliens but yeah i'm excited to see i think i'm, I'm gonna see that wednesday uh, i got a, a you know a bunch of people interested gonna come over and you know just watch it so it's gonna be let's awesome. go movie <laughs> night all right yep. It's going to be good. Yep. It's going to be good. Nice. Nice. I'm trying All to think right, anything well. I've seen recently. I mean, I would say the only thing recently, I've been watching Better Call Saul because I'm trying to finish before the season's up. Nice. Uh, the final season. So I'm in binging that heavy. But I'll say the last thing I watched like fully through was the Woodstock uh, docu-series on Netflix. The uh, nice. Trainwreck. I haven't um, seen the Netflix one. I saw the one on HBO, I think. Thing. Yeah, I saw that one too. And I, okay. it's similar to, to the Fire Festival thing where Hulu had one and then Netflix had one. Uh, and I preferred the Netflix one in that case. And I think Netflix, uh, I probably sound like a shill for them, but I feel like their documentary uh, department is like top tier. So I think Definitely. they won again in the, in the wars of the Woodstock docs. I think Netflix 
edged it out a little bit. Like the interviews were better. Nice. Uh, the footage, like there was a lot of footage that I'm like, why didn't they show this in the in the HBO one? Like they they left out some wow. key info where <laughs> they I just Damn. did not see I did not see that in the HBO one. So um, yeah, like especially I would say like because I like how they broke it up. Every episode is like day one, day two, day three. So it's three episodes nice. of the festival. And day three is fucking wild. Like that was, I think that was the day where I was like, where was this in the HBO thing? Like, I, I can't believe they didn't show more of this or have more people that were there to be interviewed about this. Wow. Wow. I highly yeah. recommend yeah. it. It's, it's crazy. Like, you know, like just how lawless that festival was in, a, in our modern society, you know, only like 20 oh, years yeah. ago. And people were fucking like riding at a music concert. <laughs> like the, the amount of like groping, the next level gropage that was happening at 99 is also so awkward in retrospect because you just mm-hmm. didn't, I never would have registered because I can remember being a kid and being like Woodstock, that's random. And then being like, Woodstock looks like a crazy place. I'm really glad I didn't go to that. And then now watching the doc and just being like, oh my God, if any ladies are around, someone's going to grab their boobs. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy. Right. Crazy. Oh, and then uh, I would say that's one where like the HBO one definitely delved into that more. Like that was more of emphasis on that stuff. They touch on it in the Netflix one, but it's not like huge like they're more about just like basically the thesis is like how did this happen like that's the netflix how did how did uh this chaos ensue and uh i i thought the funniest part is like one of the leaders of woodstock 99 was in the hbo and in the netflix one and he looks like a douche in both of them like he still of course does not take responsibility for anything he just like you know blames you know, the people that it was a few bad apples, every type of, of fucking course. excuse to not take accountability for everything that happened. So I just thought that was hilarious. Like, dude, twice, twice you're going to you're going to fall on this. Like we have the footage. Like, how are you going to keep denying this? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so fuck that I mean, guy. You're right. For real. Yeah. Yeah. That was guy one part, is annoying. And there was, there's something. Sorry, I was just going to say there's something kind of cool about how we get multiple versions of documentaries as viewers so we can really compare the footage, we can compare the different articles of history, and it's kind of funny to just be able to do that because that's how much streaming is, is um, uh, what's the word? Available. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. exactly. But yeah, there was one part where I was, I, I think I fully was like, I said out loud, like, fuck this guy. When uh, <laughs> they were talking about like the rape cases that happened there, like multiple yep. rapes. And uh, he was basically saying, well, when you get 200,000 people together, that's basically a city and uh, rapes are going to happen in a city. I was like, oh, go fuck yourself. Jeez. Seriously. <laughs> fully. What? I cannot believe you're saying this in 2022 and acting like that's just a regular thing to say. <laughs> exactly. Ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know that guy's name, but wow, I cannot believe that. He's in both the documentaries just looking like a jackass. <laughs> I definitely want to check it out, so I will for sure because the other one was good and it's wild that it happened and that it's a real thing. So I am down to continue to learn about it. I love history. I'm a total nerd. Mm-hmm. And uh, historical events are basically what we're talking about today. So And train wrecks. Unless you train have, wrecks are like, always great to see. 
you know, you this can't look true. away from them. Just like the Fire Festival documentary, it's like, holy shit, how did this happen? Woodstock <laughs> 99. Also, probably one of the worst, you know, train wrecks to ever happen uh, music so true. wise. So Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, the Soviets, uh, another train wreck. Big, big train wreck in Berlin. Um, yeah. Unless you have any, what? unless you watched anything else you want to talk about, are you ready to no, get, let's into get into it? this combo let's go oh yeah go for it today we're talking about the 2017 film atomic blonde on its fifth anniversary uh based on the graphic novel the coldest winter Uh, and if you haven't seen it it's about a badass mi6 agent sent to berlin during the cold war to investigate the murder of a fellow agent and recover a missing list of agents if it sounds like mission impossible it basically is but with a bisexual badass that is Charlize Theron. Uh, Let's go. So, so yeah. And uh, we're doing this because Bullet Train um, is coming out, directed by David Leach, who also directed this movie, Atomic Blonde. That's right. uh, Yeah. So, Shani B., are you a fan of this movie? What do you love? What do you hate? Tell me about it. I do love this movie. It isn't perfect to me. There are definitely areas where I have notes as, you know, the annoying person that I am. But for the most part, it is pretty awesome. You know, it's really underrated in terms of how great the action is and how fucking cool all the pieces of the filmmaking are. So it's a definitely a good one. The the incorporation of the graphic novel stuff with like the spray paint and sort of the music being over the top and very animated in addition. Just any movie that starts with Charlize Theron in the nude, I think, you know, is going to be a winner. And this movie does not (laughs) disappoint there. You know, even her wardrobe when she is dressed is baller. And Sophia's wardrobe is really cool, too. Just this movie is so cool. And like we were talking about before, it's in a historical space, but it's reimagining that space for a different story, which I love about this movie because it's easy to... I guess, get distracted with just the street history when I prefer the history of David Hasselhoff being visiting in the background and, (laughs) you know, the subtle, (laughs) the really subtle humor of this movie. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I like it a lot. What about you? Um, I like it as well. Um, I just wanted to say of with your, um, when you're talking about her fashion, one of my favorite lines uh, of the movie is when the, she's being interrogated and she says, uh, I wish I knew he was setting me up. I would have wore a different outfit. Uh, yes. <laughs> which is like one of the most bad. At, and the guy inter- interrogating her has to be like a different outfit. <laughs> uh, right? It's just, and she also um, hits a guy with her heel at the beginning in, in the car chase. Um, just a lot of great, like you said, I'm glad you brought up the costuming because uh she's serving up looks when she isn't butt ass naked uh and so either <laughs> she way up looks naked and dressed either way yeah exactly so <laughs> um but yeah i remember vividly seeing this um 2017 great year for me movie going wise because i had movie pass i basically saw every theatrical movie that was released that year uh but Same. i do remember like the strong movies that came out that year i do remember like more um, and so Atomic Blonde is one of those where I was just, I don't know what I was expecting, but definitely not like what this movie is, you know, like, because right. how many times is there like, you know, they try and do like the female bond thing and it just is like a total fucking failure. And like, 
they try and be cool and hip and it's like it feels yes. so forced and so like but this one it, it, it's like just the right amount of like uh you know winking to the audience um yep. and 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 seriousness within like the cold war like setting and that kind of uh neon aesthetic um that i liked i, I like at the time i was like this movie looks fucking great like we're, we'll get into it with our, totally. our questions and, and plot holes like like you said i have problems with the story of it um and mm-hmm. and definitely like um you know the, the time jumping and uh all like there, there's a there's a too many twists honestly like that's what they're trying to do like the mission impossible thing of like taking off the mask and like I'm a double agent, but I'm not a double agent. But like, it's it's too right. much too much of that. It's like if you if they would have just stuck to like the main, you know, trying to get the knock list or or the list they call it. I think this is just they totally. would have just stuck to that. Um, I think it would have been a better for it. Um, but the action is, is is amazing. David Leach was a, a former stunt coordinator, um, so all of his movies, including uh, Hobbs and Shaw, which we've done on the show before. Um, the Let's action go. is like fucking top tier. Uh, Deadpool two, he's also done. Uh, like he just has like a very funny um, sense of humor with the action, um, but also he just knows how to shoot it to where like it's not cutting every ten seconds. It's which is just like we always love yes. to see that on, on the show. You know, like there's just you know single takes that last for like five minutes where you're like, oh my! I, I, every time that happens in a movie, I'm just like you know gushing so over it because i'm just like this is so rare like it happened in better call saul in one of the episodes like it was like a five minute wonder in the beginning of one of the episodes and i just was like awesome why don't we do this anymore like we have failed as a movie society that we can't do this all the time why <laughs> like I, I get that it's really hard and you have to rehearse like crazy and it's costs a lot of money but like the end result is so fucking good. Like, oh man, dude, so, get ready for yeah. prey. Get ready for Ooh, prey. Okay, there okay. are some stellar, beautiful long shots in this pool. Yes, so get ready for that. But yeah, I completely agree. This, for being based on a graphic novel, he does a really good job of walking the line of it being over the top because it's you know it's a, a cartoon essentially or whatever with also some Mm. nice grounding of like the deep color palette that he uses in Hobbs and Shaw and kind of keeping it just on the thin tightrope. And it is surprising because being a stunt coordinator gives you a unique kind of filmmaking style. And if you just amplify that, we're moving into auteur status, which rewatching this movie really made me think of that. Like he is kind of moving into an auteur space, you know, where, Definitely. Yeah, where like I can tell he shot it and he is part of the choreography of the fighting itself because it feels like it's telling equally as strong a story. And um, based on the the trailer for for Bullet Train, which like I honestly I'm not going to say I loved. Um, I thought they might have showed a little too much or I don't know. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what I was expecting. and But that could just be the editing of the trailer. You know, I'm not going to judge it before I've seen it. Um, totally. But based on the tone of the trailer, though, I'm like, yes, this seems like a David Leach film with like a lot of funny lines back and forth. Um, a lot of close spaces, you know, obviously they're on a train, you know, so it's like close fighting and stuff. Um, so yeah, he, he, I would say he definitely has an auteurist, um, like style already. 
um, yeah. in all of his films. Um, like comic, comic using props, um, very hardcore, gritty style, bloody, uh, R-rated action. That's that's so to me. That's 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 David Leach, and um, yeah, I, I've I've loved pretty much everything he he's done so far, including this one. Um, but yeah, anything sure. that you wanted to to say that like didn't hold up for you? I mean, like I'll just say like the biggest one for me is just like because I had seen this. It's but uh, and I remember like even when I saw it back in 2017, like the last twist of her being like an American, like you know, being a triple agent, basically. I remember that and and not liking it back then. So the whole right. time I was watching this, I was like, okay, when does that shoe drop? Like, when does that come? And it's like literally the last like two minutes of the movie. And I was like, yes. why even have it in there then? You didn't need it. Like, it just cut that shit out. Like, it was fine already. She yeah. uh, she gets the list. She gets the list or something. And like, I don't know, some kind of twist where she. Like they needed to watch like James Bond or Mission Impossible where like they have they have a final twist, but it like it's earned. You know what I mean? And it's not just like a cheap like, ha, I was doing a British accent the whole time. Like it's yeah, it was it was rough. <laughs> Especially because low key and I love Charlize. Next level, I love Charlize. But her British accent isn't like the best. It's okay. So being an American It's not the worst, but it's pretending it's- yeah. Right. It's not Natalie Portman, you know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. not great. <laughs> mm-hmm, and right. that is kind of weird. She had a lot of action just, to learn. He's like, you learn well, the action or the accent. You know what I mean? It's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a, I love that. If you have to pick the accent or the action, I'm glad she picks the action because right. nobody does it like her. She's so stellar. That was 100%. 100%. And I agree. She, she committed. Yeah. Yeah. It's trying to fill a little too much into the story that does shake it loose, like jumping time so much in order to both conceal and then also pepper in that she's a triple agent is way more confusing than it is cool. And sometimes he would get a little bit indulgent, like with a random montage here or there that I guess is supposed to be showing me time is passing, but I'm not sure how much time. So there was like some confusion in time passage. Like, I couldn't really tell how many days had happened because she sort of was sleeping and wasn't. <laughs> it was just hard to get a grip right. of where I was in time. But I thought that's too, like, not really that the big Sof- of a deal. <laughs> the Sophia Botella character is definitely like, you know, this because like we're saying, this is the female Bond. Bond has a formula. He sleeps with a chick and then she dies pretty much immediately after that, uh, which right. happens in this movie. I just thought so they waited awesome. way too long to, to fuck. Like, why is she in this movie an hour? Well, I mean, she was kind of a red herring. I think that I guess. we were supposed to believe she could have been a double agent of some kind herself. And then she sort of presented more like a Bond girl, which I think is awesome. I just also thought it was random that she didn't die right away. I sort of That's thought, what I'm saying. Oh, that's that's like my point. This, yeah exactly yeah she would have died 30 minutes into the bond movie like the first scene she shows up at the club um Mm -hmm. bond would have taken her home they would have fucked and then the next morning she would have died uh yeah i mean it was (laughs) but she gets like a very prolonged like we all knew she was going to die at least in my head i knew she's gonna die but they they play it out Same. so long like where it's I, like again yeah, maybe i think it's just a problem with the movie being too long as well at like two hours i feel like this definitely could have been you know a good 90 90 100 minute movie yeah definitely in that range yeah 
Totally. Yeah, I feel like it's more like Casino Royale style where they might have been alluding to the fact that this character, Lorraine, is capable of love because she may or may not have had something romantic with the agent who was killed. And then she does kind of feel some type of way about Sophia. So I mean, I love that it's a girl... I love that it's a girl, like girl on girl thing. You know what I mean? Like, cause you know, it's James, Bond. <laughs> James Bond yeah. would take the girl. It's like, this is the female bond. And she also takes, she can also take the girl, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, yes. I do like that aspect of it. Um, I just, yeah, I, I didn't think she needed to be in it as long as she was. No, cause she definitely got the best treatment of any bond girl with like the hottest sex scene. None of the bond girls mm. get to have that yeah. hot sex with bond. Not so. complaining about that. Notice, notice I did not complain about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I was going to say, like you said about the kind of the over stylization sometimes, um, mm-hmm. I thought maybe one or two too many uh, music fight montages. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like King- the Kingsman has the uh, the uh, amazing Freebird. Everyone remembers yes. that, and like incredible needle drop. And this one, every time there's a fight, I feel like they they had to have like a music playing in the background. Like at one point, she puts music on uh, yeah. before a fight, uh, <laughs> and so I was like. You know, some of these aren't like organically, like just you know, in the background. I could, you know, some sometimes I feel like he he leans on the the and and some of the '80s songs too. It's like every popular '80s song that like you know, if they had a playlist of popular '80s songs, they they go through all of them. And which is, I mean, it's I love true. '80s music, but like you know, um, if I have to hear London's Calling every time, another time when there's like a British scene in a movie, like I, I think I'm over London's Calling at this point. (laughs) For sure. For sure. And it was definitely coming at the culmination of taking an old 80s song and like slowing it down or rearranging it to be like, you haven't heard it this way. I was also feeling pretty 99 uh, balloons. They did that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Russian version, intense. Oh my, intense. God. They did that. Okay, I was watching uh, on Netflix the other day. The gentleman was on, which I do like that movie. I but gotta see a it. Part... I want to see it. You never seen that? Oh, Not it's yet. on Netflix. I fucking missed it. I gotta check it out. Guy Ritchie, Guy Ritchie. So it's it's good. You know it's good. Uh, but yeah. there's a there's a needle drop in it where they they play shimmy shimmy ya, but it's like little kids singing it. Like it's a little kid. It Whoa. sounds like a a kids bop version of Shimmy Shimmy Ya. Uh, that's amazing. Like a needle drop in it, and I'm like, why not just play Wu Tang Shimmy Shimmy like ODB Shimmy Shimmy? Why why did we need this slowed down kids lullaby version? Like it was just so weird. Intense. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I love when famous songs get put into like lullaby version. I just find it to be so funny. So he must have thought that, but I got to fucking see the gentleman. And it is interesting. It's hilarious. It is hilarious though. I was laughing really hard at uh, still the second time watching it. It still holds up, but it was just, again, some of the music choices, some of these like, you know, kind of funny action directors, I think sometimes they overdo it. And like, maybe some, somebody could come in and be like, you know, we did have that music fight in the, the first scene uh, and the middle scene. So maybe we can take out this last one. (laughs) We didn't I think the you're third right. One. Yeah, I yeah. think the auteurness of it all can sometimes get lost if you lean on music too much. 
rather than maybe score or sound design, which I will say was also pretty cool in this. Like there's just some great oh, yeah. sound cues when she like grabs ice or is in the ice bath, pouring liquid, like yep. the sound design of this is, is maybe over animated too. And I like that about this as well. That's a, just a, just a piece of the filmmaking I really like. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of that, let's, let's get into like, what was your favorite shot? in this movie because there's so many to pick one this one was really hard actually this this week because this is like such a gorgeous action movie um so yeah i'm interested to hear what you thought <laughs> yes absolutely i uh, my favorite shot i'll say is exists in every scene because i don't know what they call this but it feels like he figures out a way to do a an infinity shaped boomerang where the camera like flips over and comes back in a figure eight. I don't know if you noticed, but like several times during the fight scene, it mm -hmm. seemed as though that's what the camera was doing. Yeah. And it was, was like, like jumping, jumping yes. back and forth kind of in between the action. Yeah. Yup. And like flipping around in, you know, as they turned through rooms or they threw each other up against a wall or on the ground, like just, the a kind of thing where I was like, whoa, I feel like I'm on a ride as I rewatch this because I'm paying closer attention. And so I couldn't really pick anything other than, you know, like the staircase fight sequence because it's shot mm -hmm. so well. And, you know, like it's my favorite across categories here. But a good <laughs> example yeah. of how great he was is when she's about to do that jumper cable fight where she like beats everybody with that heavy mm -hmm. wire. She like lines up as the camera is rolling through the room and the henchmen are coming into the room and it's fucking so boss. It's my favorite right. by far. Um, what about you? What what really sticks out as your favorite so kind yeah. of piece? These are these are some if we're talking action stuff, we're, we'll get we'll get to those categories. I don't want to step on, on on those. But as far as just like aesthetically pleasing to the eye shots where I was like, that was cool. Uh, two really stood out to me. One was uh, there's kind of a, I don't even know what you'd call this. I guess like a 180 shot where it, like it's upside down and then it, and yes. it comes up upright when uh, Charlize is walking through like one of the tunnels or whatever that in Russia. I mean, like the location too of like the of Russia in here. It's like Amazing. the way it's filmed, you know, during during the, you know, ber falling of the Berlin Wall. It's like a great setting to place an action film. So I think they really mm -hmm. take really good advantage of that. Everything is graffitied and like uh, so very awesome. punk, uh, punk setting. And then uh, also uh, the, the scene where, you know, speaking of James Bond, it's very much like the uh, skyfall fight on the skyscraper with the lights behind them. Yes. Um, but this time they're in a movie theater uh, with stalker playing in the so background. Uh, and, and so I, I really love just like the, you know, the dual dual layers of like the they're fighting in front of a movie, a Russian movie. <laughs> so awesome. Um, and it it just looks so dope and like she uh, gets kicked through the the screen and it's yeah, it's it's just a really cool place to to film action uh like behind a behind a screen or behind some sort of like lights, you know what I mean? To make it look cool. Totally. They also did that in Shang Chi too uh yep. in, the, in the skyscraper fight as well so um yeah it's just a, it's just a so really sick. cool like trick to make uh the action look that much better and cooler 
Absolutely. And I feel like everybody is really cool in this, minus Sophia. I feel like she doesn't really get to do too much fun fighting. Yeah. She, she definitely defends herself a little bit, but I kind of wish that she was like low-key able to use some of her dancing background to kick ass in a more like dainty way or something. I hate using that word because I don't mean to be anti-feminist, but you know, she is, she's a beautiful dancer. So it would have been cool to see her get to be almost as badass as Charlize. I don't know. I feel like when it comes to all the people in this, who really stands out to you? Because Charlize is who I always think of first, but then I get reminded of McAvoy's performance and I get reminded of Little Wormy, Toby Jones and John Goodman's like big wide eyes. Um, who sticks out to you like when it comes to a performance that might steal, steal this? I, yeah, I have to go Charlize. I mean, it's like the it's like the sometimes the most obvious answer is just the right answer. I'm sorry. Like this is true. She uh she she steals Mad Max Fury Road uh yes. from Tom from Tom Hardy uh and I would say that you know th- like I think that yeah that was before this movie um and mm-hmm. I think that was kind of like Hollywood being like oh she can lead her own action franchise you know vehicle uh and what she does in Atomic Bond like beautifully like you know she like bears it all naked uh you know bruised but like bruised and like wounded the whole time and not afraid to get like down and dirty and like no nope. beating up dudes beating up these huge stuntmen the whole yeah. time and making it look believable that she could like run it run and gun and like throw these throw things and it's it's like my favorite type of uh fighting in action movies where it's like mm-hmm. re- realistically like they're fighting to the death like you're yes. not we're not stopping it's not going to be like an action movies where like you know karate chop to the back of your head and your guy passes out and that's it like no <laughs> we're fighting we're fighting till one of us is dead like the especially the fight with that blonde guy that like would not die oh. <laughs> seriously yes was the like, never it's, ending yeah it's it's crazy um but so yeah i think just for her overall committed performance, you know, British accent aside and like that whole storyline, uh, she just carries the whole movie. I, I I couldn't keep my eyes like off of her and uh, what she was doing in every scene. I mean, even the scene with like her and Sophia in the bar, um, you know, and yeah. she's like smoking the cigarette and just looking like badass with her drink so and cool. stuff like she nails the if there was a female Bond. I mean, Charlie, this could be a franchise. I would watch another. I'd watch Atomic Blonde 2 in a heartbeat. Um, Absolutely. So. Right now. And that's because of Charlize. So that's I have to give it to her. For sure. For sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, Charlize, it's a given. I feel like if she's in it, I am watching it and rewatching it uh, all the time. I love pretty much everything she does. And it's true. I always wish this was a franchise because of how fucking bomb it is. But it is one of those weird situations where it like didn't. I guess it didn't do as well as they wanted it to or something. And I I feel like she kind of got shafted because she's so badass. She's not even going to be in the next Mad Max. Like, it's like, it's like she had this bubble of like action, like crazy action, good, good, good action movies. And then Uh for some reason, she never got to like continue that. It was like just a couple year period. And I was like... Guys, Charlize is like right there. Like, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah. What are you guys doing? But I will say the old guard was pretty sick. So she's never going to leave. Oh, that's right. That was, I I like that one as well. Yeah. That's a good one. 
It's true, though. She is so bomb in this. I think the one thing that I like being reminded of is Bill Bill Skarsgård. Because he's yeah. here, but he's just playing a nice guy. <laughs> he's yeah. just a regular, not Pennywise. evil clown Pennywise himself. <laughs> yes, yes. And I like that he gets to have a, a chance to sort of play a different character where the look he has is not the thing that he leads with. Instead, he gets to have a nice little performance here. and. Of course, John Goodman is so good at being a different kind of cop slash military. Yeah, there's a lot of good supporting guy. Yeah, God, so good. There's a lot of good supporting. Even like the Russian bad. Um, who I is he from Game of Thrones? I could not remember where that guy was from. I same. I I don't know, but yeah, he's a he's a good actor. He's he's been in a bunch of stuff, and like just the scene. There's always that famous scene where like you know the villain snaps, and you're just waiting for him to snap. And I like mm-hmm. I I remember too the scene with like where he he hits the guy with the skateboard in the face, and it's like so yes. the blood flies at the camera, and it's so vicious. And he like you know he tells him to dance. It's just like it's like that that line of like he's being like fake nice just to like twist the knife that much harder and set a, an example like it's just yeah uh so he's really good uh scene scene chewing villain and like yeah you, you said mcavoy kind of playing this like drifter agent uh who's like but Charlize calls him out on that like i'm not buying you're like oh, just yeah. got out of bed you know act <laughs> and like but her him and Charlize, like i feel like the Sophia character needed to be a lot less and there needed to be more of McAvoy and Charlize because they were totally uh, th- those are the two best performances in the movie. And like he kind of gets lost in the in the back end of the movie. And I'm like, why? Like he was go- doing great. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, am I heteronormative to think that Charlize should have had sex with him, too? Because like I thought I came to Atomic <laughs> Blonde looking for She's bi. I mean, she's to- bi. She has she, she, right. they, they established that she's bi. She goes both ways. And like, um, what's the line he says to her? We're like. She's like, you got balls uh, breaking into my place. And he's like, you should see my real balls. And she's like, I'll pass. And I was like, what? No. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I agree. I feel like more of him definitely would have been better because the story that's that he is intertwined in is good. That's the one I do like for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Uh, what about let's get into the uh, the stunts in this film, which stunt or scent piece really stuck with you, just like your favorite shot. This is a Sophie's choice here of just how many amazing stunts there are. Um, but yeah, I, I got mine. I knew I knew mine from rewatching this right away. I was like, yeah, that's my favorite stunt for sure. But what's your amazing? Mine is when she swims out of the sinking car. That shit looks amazing. It's like definitely done in a tank or a pool or some kind of shit. And it's legit Charlie's. So I am here for it. Hold your breath under the water. It looks so fucking cool too. So yeah, that's definitely my favorite stunt. But an honorable mention, the blonde dude that you mentioned earlier that will (laughs) not die. When she (laughs) sticks a key in his face and he just keeps fighting, that's so good. I feel like too, no, like no. he's a stuntman that's used in um, all of his films because he's very familiar. I want to say that he's yes. in all of Leech's films too, as like a bad guy. You know what I mean? Because I've definitely Henchman seen him in sure. other in, in other movies. Um, yeah, good pick. And I also like that, like the swimming out of the car. Kind of, there's that scene where she's like under the ice bath, kind of like yeah, you know, it, it's very graphic novelly where it's like very. She's they shoot her like you know flowing under the water almost like she's swimming under the bath and then 
you know, she crashes into the water. And I, I just thought that was like really uh, cool, like symmetry, I guess, like yeah. um, in there. Uh, but yeah, mine was, uh, you mentioned it earlier, but it's where she jumps out of like the building with the hose around the guy's Ooh. neck. Uh, I just like, that's another one where I remember that, like in the theater and being like, holy shit, like, damn, that was a, what a crazy stunt. And like, you know, sometimes so those awesome. stunts, we talked about it in, uh, the born identity where like, you know, when you're, you're jumping, using a guy as a surfboard with, from like eight stories high. And it's like, kind of like, <laughs> It's kind of goofy. Uh, but that one I actually was like, that looked real. Uh she landed like awkwardly. Yes. Like she she um she uh kind of swings back into the building and like doesn't land like yeah. on her feet or anything like that. So like it's again, it's everything is stunt. messy, messy and grounded and kind has a believability to it. Um, you know, barring like the kind of the the story going on like twisting and turning a million times but like as far as the action goes um i never once was like come on like uh, totally yeah. also special and shout out uh honorable mention to the car fight at the beginning that's like a very um james bond so sick another one where like right away someone picks him up and it's not the person who's supposed to be there and he has to kind yep. of fight the guy it's very very james bond trope uh, which like I love, um, but yeah, it's it's like it reminded me. I think it's Kingsman Two. There's also mm-hmm. a, a car fight that's like shot inside the car, very close, uh, very long shots of like the action happening and like fighting. Yep. Uh, the car door swings open and it, like the guys hanging out of the side of the car. All that stuff, uh, really really well done. So I just wanted to shout out that stunt as well because that's really impressive and uh, yeah. For sure. And Charlize is doing everything. Like, that's also something to consider. Like, she isn't yeah. the person who slams into the wall, but she is running up over something and has to nail that timing in order mm-hmm. for us to believe that the woman who's about to swing through the air is oh, her. Yeah. And she really does such a good job of doing all of the stunts in a way that make it really hard to see that there's a stunt person. And like, Tom Cruise level doing most of the stunts when she can. And it's just so baller because this shit, it looks like this shit is not your karate chop to the back of the head. So she's really right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I love about it. Yeah. She's, she's using every, all the props around her, her gun. She's using her gun as a blunt weapon, you know, a blunt instrument, Yes. stuff like that. Like, yeah, I love when the, when so the fights are like, like dirty like that. <laughs> Give me more dirty fights and less like, you know, perfectly choreographed fights. Like, I, I don't know. Yes. I always prefer, like, the raid. I love, like, I love how the raid does that too. Like, yes. That's this just, was making to me, me that's the best stuff. That. Yep. Yeah. I was reminiscing hard while I was watching it and thinking, like, damn, this is so, this filmmaking is so exciting for action just as a genre because it's so invigorating to watch these fight scenes where, like, especially the staircase sequence that basically goes through the town essentially is just insane mm-hmm. where it's nonstop. And when you get a breath, then something shocking happens and it goes nonstop again. It's just next level and it contains a lot of kills. So I'm curious again, more Sophie's choices in the kills category. What, what was your favorite kill? What's the kill that you, that really gets your goat when you watch this? Yeah, I, I, I it, it's kind of the same thing where like the obvious one to me is like uh, I had to pick it. It's like the most famous probably seen in this movie. What this movie will be remembered for years from now uh, is like this the staircase fight, the one staircase yes. fight. I mean, 
it's just unbelievably done like uh just rewatching it again the fact like her I, I think they lay it out the geography of it too really well where it's like she sees the sniper trying to get them so then she yep. takes the elo- she she leaves the guy who is wounded the um you know the the guy who has the list memorized she puts she puts him on the stairs yeah spyglass she puts him on the stairs she's like i'll be right back takes the elevator to the top floor to to get, kill the sniper guys and then after she's done with that she goes to the to the bottom floor and he's like oh there's two more and then it's it just like never ends it keeps going keeps going two more guys show up she has yeah. to like go into an, another room and then fight them in in the room and it's like it's just nonstop and like and like that blonde guy just refuses yes. refuses to quit so i guess if i'm i'm narrowing it down to one it's that blonde guy cuz he fucking w- from the movie theater she puts the key into his cheek and then uh you <laughs> then he comes back into into this fight and then it, when they're leaving with the car he jumps back on the car and they run him over so i'm like man that guy got a lot of screen time in this movie he would not yeah it's it's uh so yeah pr- shout out to that guy because he did a lot of uh stunts in this movie too so um that was probably that's my favorite kill Absolutely. that guy <laughs> for sure for sure yeah i think there are too many kills to choose from and while it's not a kill i really do like the attempted murder of uh james mcavoy when he kills sophia Buteau. Sophia, I can't say her last name. Um, when McAvoy yeah. tries to, or when McAvoy kills Sophia and she just like stabs him a few times with that little knife and then gets him right in the back and he hits himself. Yes. And it goes deeper. Oh, right. So I noticed awesome. that too. That was, that was a, that was a cool moment. Cause again, it's like just the messiness of fighting stuff like that's going to happen. You're going to injure. There's another one like that where uh, in the staircase fight where they're like, you know, mm-hmm. they're panting and they're tired from fighting, which I loved. That like because yes. it's because it's a wonder you're seeing them like sweating and just like so Getting Charlize exhausted. tries to get up she tries to get up and then she kind of falls backwards in the wall like she can't even slams stand up in. first yeah mm-hmm. she slams I love that that was another moment where I was like man the the realism of of these fights is just I feel like that's you know the, someone I, I, was, I was reading some review they compared it to like they live the wonder and they live how long yes. that goes on you know or like um it's gonna be in the pantheon of the the one take fight scenes for sure like it it is already so um yeah that's why i had to pick that one perfect it's a great pick can't go wrong with that uh what about for special features and stuff any were you able to catch any of those i i was actually interested in trying to watch them but i couldn't fucking find any Yeah, I, I didn't get to watch the special. I have the Blu-ray. I didn't get to watch to watch them on there, but just uh, you know, looking through IMDb here, uh, mm-hmm. Charlize had eight personal trainers to help her master her physical performance, and also trained with Ke- with Keanu, who was preparing for John Wick Two. Uh, which, oh, so uh, you know, sweet. David Leach, uh, you know, he was uh, he co-directed John Wick One, so that's that connection there. Um, Charlize cracked two teeth while filming, which I totally believe because she is jumping and punching and all over this thing. Like she is, she's very physical in this movie. So I believe that. (laughs) Dang, teeth? That sucks. (laughs) I know that does, but she, she'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah. She's got the Um, best dentist in the world. I bet. (laughs) Yeah. 
let's see. Before be- filming resumed, James McAvoy broke his hand on the set of Split and had to endure all his action scenes with an injured hand. Whoa. And, uh, so that I mean, cast probably, was real? Yeah. I was going to say that cast is probably real then. <laughs> Whoa. That is some next level Shia LaBeouf action, except for good reasons when you break your wrist by accident. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, another one here. That's that's a good one. The fight scene, the key scene that unfolds in the, the Berlin building lasts for almost 10 minutes in what appears to be an unbroken take. Uh, they do cheat yes. a little bit. Uh, you know, with like little stitches, you know, in between. Yep. Uh, and CGI and like some of the swishes and stuff like that. But I mean, 10 minutes of like almost, you know, one take. I mean, it's still very impressive. And still stitched together in a way where the they could could convincingly make it feel like one take. Because even though they right. have to stitch, they're, the level of choreography they have to do and the level to which that has to be perfect in order to stitch together is also super impressive because he's doing so much of the boomeranging during that as well as he goes back <laughs> and forth with the punches. It's I would love to see storyboards of this movie, especially mm. for the staircase fight. Oh, man, I bet they're the coolest looking shit ever. Yeah, I was looking. I was trying to look at the box office here too. It does say it made a hundred million at the box office. So I mean, nice. That's not too bad. You know what I mean? Like for this, doesn't seem like it was that. So why is there not a it sequel like to this just movie? Got, yeah, I mean, it seems like the press is never good because when I was trying to look up emojis to use for this movie, everything that came up was how the emoji movie totally smashed this at the box office. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) like, of course, a kid's movie always wins the weekend it's at. Kids can't fucking go see this. Maybe because it's like R rated. Maybe that's why that's why there's not a sequel because R rated movies, unless it's Deadpool, don't get sequels, you know, or or John Wick. Uh, But I mean, if John Wick, I mean, those movies can get sequels. Why can't Atomic Blonde get a sequel? For sure. Maybe it still can. I feel like Charlize is bomb enough to make it work if she wanted to do another. So maybe we just have to try to start a campaign and see if we can get to her. And and this was 89, right? That was when this movie took place? Yeah, she should do something during the Clinton administration. I was just going to say, can we, what would would the 90s, the 90s version be of like her espionage? uh, Oh, she could be at Woodstock. She could do 99. She could be a double agent posing as a as a concert goer. That'd be so sick. <laughs> oh my god. Um, she's the best. I love her so much. And I think they're doing a sequel to The Old Guard. So she'll at least get to I've heard of that, keep that one, yeah. party going. Yeah, I've heard of that one. I, and I, I was looking forward to that too, because I, I really did like the old guard too. Like I thought that was as, as far as like the Netflix, you know, originals, they're pretty hit and miss. I thought that was like a, a hit that they did a, a pretty good job making that. And yes. again, Char- Charlize in action, that's just a winning formula. Where are all of her franchises? Like give Charlize some Seriously. more franchises, please. I'm like, I I like that uh they're making another like Furiosa, but like why isn't Charlize in it? You know what I mean? I, oh man, I love Anya Taylor Joy, but like, I just thought that was such a no brainer. Like, yeah, she killed it in Fury Road where I was, I was waiting like, oh yeah, I was waiting for that sequel announcement. And then it's like, but it's a prequel. And I was like, why? Uh, <laughs> Charlize well, did such a she, great job. 
can't she still be there in some ways? Can't we just go back and forth so that she can still be there? Damn. I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess, like, the prequel thing is the new way that they're trying to keep uh, properties yeah. invigorated. So I understand that. But Charlize is just, she is so clutch. And I know of at least, like, 30 adult women who are over the age of 50 that will show up for anything she does. So she has a huge fan base. There's just no excuse and I will. to not give her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And guys do, I too, mean, like, for like, sure. Coveted age groups are yeah. here to see Charlize, so there's no excuse. I'm in. I'm in on her, and uh, yeah, this this last one because I didn't know the thing about like, uh, you know, Sofia Botella and her being like dancers or whatever. Uh, but that's it says that uh, Charlize said that when it came time for their sex scene, she thought it it helped make it easier. Um, because I guess that is kind of like choreography in a way. You know what I mean? Like having sex on camera. Absolutely. So. Oh, yeah. You got to choreograph it for safety and for sexy. So she said that she made her, Sophia made her very comfortable and she's gorgeous. So it wasn't hard. I mean, yeah. Classic Charlize. <laughs> De- can definitely <laughs> see that. Yeah, it was pretty steamy. I'm not going to lie. It was a pretty steamy scene. So yeah, they did Super a good job. duper hot. Yeah. I mean, like when it's two ladies choreographing it, uh, choreo- choreographing it. Wow. Yeah. When it's two ladies choreographing it, they can work together to really think about how to to drive it crazy. So I'm just super impressed by their collaborative work here together. And it's like you and I always talk about, I'll take a sex scene in a movie. We get them so rarely. This one is baller. I remember it. I, that's another one where another scene where I was like, I, rem- I remember this. Yep. They, they have a sex scene. That's very rare. <laughs> so, yeah, memorable. All right, cool. Our, is that everything? Are we ready to get our plugs in and skewed out a lot of here? Yep. Nice. Awesome. All right. Let's remind the people where they can find us. Where can they find you? Follow the show on Instagram, Action Movie Buffs. Follow me on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit. And my movie page is at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Shani V Movies. If you came late to this live show, you'll be able to find this episode of Movie Bus on Spotify and Apple Podcasts this week. And lastly, if you love streaming content, I'm back covering Only Murders in the Building season two on Stream Queens. Oh, it's so good. Wednesday. Uh, Yeah, this season is so good. It continues to be a fucking great show. I'm hooked on it. Stop by. Yes. Yes. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll catch you next week for another edition of Movie Bus. Mm-hmm.